This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. You know what, Rosie? Like the one chip challenge, I'm not even going to react today. I, I do not know where to start with you, uh, but trust me, we will dissect whatever that was against the San Jose Sharks. I feel like it's a broken record at this point. Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of Least Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill with you. Uh, Jay, just your initial thoughts, man. I, I, I'm almost at a loss for words, which is difficult for me. Yeah, where do you start, hey? Um... Now, to me, this team, it's uh, its just, it's what's your attitude going into a game? What is your attitude towards it? And in my experience, your attitude to have success has to be you're ready, um, you've, you've prepared, you can't wait, and as soon as that puck drops, you're going, and you have a mission, and you are, everyone on that roster is doing what, that mission is whatever your systems are whatever your strengths are you're going to do that and that takes a bit of urgency that takes effort that takes energy that takes some intensity and they have none of it and I mean none of it and the whole you know again it's like a you know 45 minutes of the game is that and it's just perimeter hockey around the outside and everyone just seems to be well I hope I get my chances tonight well I hope I get my chances it's not a hoping game. You got to go make things happen. It's the NHL. Both teams are trying to win. You have to outwork, outsmart, outplay them. It's not going to come to you. And it just looks like they have that mentality of, well, I, uh, I hope I get my cookies tonight. I hope it comes to me. And that game doesn't come to them. And then once their back's against the wall and they've shot themselves in the foot and they're like, oh God, we might lose this game. There's, you know, there's five minutes left in the second or we're five minutes into the third and we're running out of time. And then they kind of start to put the hammer down and start to, you see some effort, but God, it's like, how is that not the main theme right now is we are not starting the games properly. We do not show up with our effort. We are not taking control of the game. We are letting the game get taken to us every time. And then maybe we respond. Maybe we don't. At this point, I would hope they're piping that into the room, that mentality, that message about the starts, because it's been uh, unacceptable. We saw it again last night, right? Uh, two goals in the first six minutes of the second, a goal early on, Couture, like the ice was still wet. The Zamboni driver wasn't even off the ice yet, and it was one nothing. And just defensively speaking, just an absolute train wreck. And that goes for everybody up and down the roster, by the way. This is a team thing. I'm not going to shit on one player specific players today i think it's a team thing and it's a team mentality again that's shay rosehill i'm nick alberga remember to subscribe smash that like button leave us a review if there's a day you're going to write in the interactive chat here on youtube it's today your comments your concerns has sheldon keith lost the room that is my question and don't forget to visit the leafsnation.com for the very latest happening on the toronto maple Leafs. and yeah, there's, there's a lot happening with this team, as I get set for uh, game four and five of this five-game road trip coming up this weekend, a back-to-back against the Los Angeles Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. For now, let's get over the boards. It was like turn, it was like turn back the clock night at the SAP Center. Uh, Eric Carlson, what a game. I thought he was tremendous. He's been lacking it the last couple of years, but he's found the, the fountain of youth. And the debate will continue. Is he a Hall of Famer? But I, I thought he was tremendous last night. Game-winning goal on a breakaway. Logan Couture, I thought, was really, really good as well. But 
I don't know how often you can tip your cap to the opponent. The Leafs just didn't bring it, Rosie. Yeah, they didn't. Um, obviously, a big night by their two uh, their two stars there in Couture and and Carlson. And the way they started yeah. the game, you know, it gives them gives them the momentum right off the bat. And and you allowed those stars to have those games, right? Your job is to shut them down and to to outcompete them and to take that opportunity away from them. They didn't do that even close. And like you say, you know, it, you you have what you have right now and your hands are kind of tied as far as personnel. And you can talk about some guys on the back end and the constant mistakes and whatnot. Yeah. But I agree with you. It is a, it's a total team mentality. And it's, it's the way they're approaching games that is just not good enough. And um, I don't know about losing the room with, with Keefe, but just their, their approach isn't right. And I mean, after watching the same movie over and over again, like we are, you got to think that that's being addressed. And I, I listened to Austin Matthews's uh, post game yeah. uh, interview and he was saying the right things. Like he, I think they see it and obviously sitting here, it's easier said than done. And I've been on teams where you're frustrated and you can't get that thing going, but usually when you're pissed off and, and when things aren't going, your effort level just goes through the roof. And I just have yet to see that. Maybe bunting I saw, maybe working a little extra hard, starting to grind a bit for a few shifts there stood out to me. Other than that, nobody was <clears throat> was working and and doing what it takes to to have those good starts and to take over teams and to come wave on wave on wave. It's just, it's not there. And, and the only thing you can do and, and start with is your effort level. And that's what pisses me off is that's in their control. And they don't come and throw the kitchen sink at, at a team uh, from the get-go once this season. It's the hill I'm willing to die on, Rosie. I think this, is, this team is in dire need of a wake-up call. Um, I don't want to correlate it to the NBA but what Masai Ujiri did, trading DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry's best friend, you acquire Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if Kawhi Leonard's out there, but I think this team is just taking it too simple. It's too easy. There's no stress. You lose a game, whatever. You, you're still getting 11 sheets a year. There's, there's just no urgency, no consistency. And again, it's important to preface because I was on the ledge last week when they lost to Arizona. It's game it's one of 82, right? Ultimately, it's one of 82. But to lose games to Montreal, to Arizona, to San Jose, it's mildly concerning. Not even mildly. Like, it's concerning in my world. Because you not only frame yourself as a team that could win this division, but win the Stanley Cup, and you can't beat the shittiest teams in the league. No thank you, Rosie. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, you're, you're, you're supposed to be this powerhouse team. And like, is it yeah. good that they came back from a two goal deficit and, and got into overtime and they got a point? Yeah, that's a positive thing, but the expectations are way beyond that. You should not be in that position. And like you say, if, if they're supposed to be a powerhouse and they're supposed to, you know, compete for this division and, and deepen the playoffs and be a contender this year, which, you know, they were supposed to be last year. Um, they're not showing it because this 82 game season, and we keep saying it's one of 82, it's one of 82. Well, pretty soon it's 75 of 82, 78, 82, and it's playoff time. And it comes, yeah. comes quicker than you think. And if you keep dropping these things, man, you're going to get put in the playoffs and you're not going to have the tools that it takes to win. And it takes a season to acquire those tools and to turn that team into a well-oiled machine. And they're just not doing it. They're not getting better and they're not creating an identity that they, they build on every single night. They're, they're going backwards often and the inconsistency, um, it needs to stop. You need to start finding an identity and being able to access that every night. 
Rosie, you're talking about playoffs. I don't know if they're going to get there at this rate. Uh, and again, I don't want to have the whole skies falling approach, man, but I I've been really, really disgusted with what I've seen from this team. And the reason why I mentioned the Keefe comments off the top, I just do not know how you come out with an effort like that, considering everything we just we, we just saw on Monday against Vegas, right? Like we, we were, how, how long were we for like two days on this show preaching Better start, better, better start, better start, better start. And what do they do? They come out and surrender a goal like 30 seconds into Logan Couture. Like the one guy on the ice for San Jose, yeah, maybe you should watch. And the replay killed me because it was like three or four guys should have had the back check there and they just let him go right to the net. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 34 was one of them, right? He's not, you know, known for his defensive scored, efforts. Though. But when, yeah, well, that's all that you're going to get. That's all anyone's going to talk about, right? But it, you yeah. know, those those high-quality leadership positions where guys are earning their 12, 13 sheets a year, you know, they do those little things. And, you know, when Justin Hole's falling down and twisting around and fucking spinning around like a top out there trying to figure out how to get into position, and you're right beside a guy who's just going around you, like, how often do we have their defensemen spinning around not knowing where to go and then we just get a free lane to the net and just bang one in yeah. it just doesn't happen yeah. and we're too easy to defend um we don't come out with that gumption we we stay around the perimeter and we make hoper plays like the game winner there off um you know that's three on three hockey in overtime it goes one way it goes the other way just as fast Oft, oftentimes it's a a huge chance yeah. that ends up going the other way and that's the game winner and you, you look at William Nylander and he just makes that sloppy pass. I mean, the play was there. It could have been in the back of the net. It looked just like uh, it looked just like the um, the overtime goal from from last week. Yeah. But it's just kind of a sloppy, half-hearted play. And then and then he stands there and watches it as it goes north. He was right beside Couture and then or beside Carlson. And then Carlson beats him up the ice. He beat everyone up on the ice. He wasn't even in the same fucking zone as Carlson when he scored that goal. And he's the guy right, who's he's right beside. And over time, when you turn that puck over, you got to go back as fast as you can because you know and he just made this sloppy-ass play. Look at it. It's a play that can be made, and it's just sloppy. And he picks it off with his stick, and away he goes, and game over. It's just it's those little things that, that cost you a game, man, and, and they're just not doing it. It's nonchalant, and urgency keeps coming up in my mind. There's no urgency to these guys. They just, yeah, they just don't seem to have any consequence for their for their actions and no reason to, like, put the hammer down and... I don't really buy the $12 million thing. Everyone on the team, everyone in, there's guys on every team in the league making that much money and not everyone plays like that. So it's it's just a cultural thing and why they're not trying harder to assess it. I'm sure they are, but it, we're just not seeing it. You want to talk no urgency? Come watch me play beer league hockey on Sunday afternoons because that's the way the Leafs look sometimes. I'm not kidding you. Like, it's just, just like, oh, um, you know, Sunday morning stroll. Like, it's... It's really scary, quite honestly. I, I won't sugarcoat it. But I mentioned Austin Matthews scored. I think it's great to see that. He was all over the puck, seven shots on goal. You played the game at a professional level in the NHL, obviously. It's amazing how quickly scoring a goal can go to your legs. Did it ever go to your legs, Rosie? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, more so your fist, life right? Out of him. I was so surprised <laughs> that it sucked the life out of him, and I was probably done for the night when that did happen. But, uh, no, he's been getting his looks for sure, and it's just kind of uncharacteristic of him to be yeah. missing uh, the looks that he gets, you know, he doesn't quite get all the wood on, on a shot or it's kind of bobbling the past and just takes that extra second kind of thing. And, you know, like guys have been saying all year with him there, he's the last guy you need to worry about. He's not going to crumble and turn into a nobody man. He's just, he's too good. He's just been snake bitten. And uh, like you say, he is, he is working on his chances and continuing to press to try to, to try to get 
something to to happen to to break through and you know pretty wicked shot there from the point from Morgan Riley and he just clapped that home and I'm sure that was a little bit of a release for him and I wouldn't be surprised if kind of that that slump now is over because that's all it takes is you know one big play to finally get that goddamn monkey off your back because the more times it happens where you're missing the more it builds up in everybody's mind and you know those things can compound on you it happens to every single player so I just hope that he's uh he's on his horse now because the team could really use him to get to get hot here because he's a guy that can steal games like this one not to talk too much about my betting escapades and again uh, points bet Canada where you go for all your bets but I almost won three for three so are the Matthews uh, anytime goal I had the over six and a half, which hit at seven goals. And then in game at three to one, when the Leafs were down three, one in this game, I hit them. And as a, you know, as a third period went on, the odds were way in their favor to win this game. And I'm like, I'm just going to ride. I'm just going to ride. But part of me, you know, the back of your brain where it's telling you to do something else. That's what it was telling me to do. It's like, just cash out, take the money and roll on. And I fucking didn't Rosie. So thank you very much. No, good for you. Good for you. I, uh, I hit the live bet at when it was one nothing. I thought, oh, watch this line change and I'm going to jump on. And it, it hardly changed. I mean, they're the favorites all night long because they're supposed to be good and they got the firepower yeah. and the Sharks are not. So, yeah, again, that's what the frustration comes from with this team on losing games that you just should win. You know, if you can't beat these teams and you're not showing up, how the hell are you going to beat the powerhouses? And I really think that's where the worry comes from right now. To clarify, I did not cash out, so I lost the money, which I was trying to tell you. But I, I found good good odds. You know, it was 3-1 in that game. I felt a bit of a comeback for Toronto, even though they were lacking the urgency, even though they lost to Arizona. And in, in typical Leafs fashion, like, you, again, you have to give this team credit. And I, I tweeted it out after the game. Like, they find new ways to lose, right? So they found a new way to lose in this one where they sort of toy with your emotions, your heart. They tie it up, big-time goals, and then, yeah, they blow it in overtime. So Rosie, two more games left on this five game road trip from hell. Pretty much. <laughs> we talked about maybe Toronto can go five and zero on this road trip. They're one, one and one. It's okay. But I think at the very least you play Los Angeles Saturday, the Anaheim ducks on Sunday, both those two teams as surrendering goals left and right LA 39 and nine games, Anaheim 32 and seven at the very least, they have to walk away with at least one win, but I want to try to win both of these here. That would solve some of the issues on this road trip for sure. Going, you know, three and two on the road. Um, they started off in good fashion. That Winnipeg game was their best game. And, and what was it? It was an injection of energy and effort and some FU attitude and some you grinding. A and you, put, you need a third yeah, E word there. Those, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you needed a third E word there. You had effort, you had energy. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> but you're trying to find adjectives to describe all these yeah. these things that are happening with this team. But their best team win of the year was when they put the hammer down. They were physical. They were working their nuts off. And they were, you know, bringing it to another team. And they, they completely manhandled Winnipeg, um, from my opinion, from start to finish, when you watch that game and how they – approached it it just looked like a team who knows what they're doing who can win and then you say there it is yes there's the Leafs that we need you got to do that every night and then they piss around with the lineup and they get guys in there who just don't have an you know a real urgency to to try and to to make a difference and to stand out you know you got the fourth line like what's it for you're supposed to be out there to get the puck deep to bang and to to wear them out and to be sound and to work your balls off and to 
to get in front of that net and to clear some space and to back them off and to shift the momentum and tilt the ice and then get off. And there's, there's your waves. You can keep going back to your first line after some of those shifts and stuff. And they just go out there and they just play on the outside and Ooh, I'll just, maybe I'll just kind of throw this little sauce past rink wide. Oh, it, it obviously didn't hit fucking oh spin around. And there's just, and they need just, a fight. Kind of they need a and, fight is what you're telling us. <laughs> sure. Do it. Fucking bring something. Show some show some give a shit that you're here and you're not gonna you're not gonna take it laying down. And they just take it laying down all the time and hope that they get that tic-tac-toe play to three times in a period to win the game by one or two. And it just doesn't fucking happen, man. That's not how hockey works. And they just seem to be waiting for their cookies to fall on their stick so they can bury. And yay, we had a good game and it it doesn't work like yeah. that. You know what's funny is that entering the season, all this talk about, oh, this could be the deepest roster under Kyle Dubas, and the bottom six has done fuck all. And I mean fuck all. Like David Kampf, great story. He has three goals, but has anybody else done anything? Kelly Arncroke got a multi-year deal. Zach Aston reese I mean, they're ready to, to make a statue for this guy in the preseason. He's done squat. Like, they're getting nothing from the bottom six. They're getting nothing from the top six, and that's why they continue to lose here, Rosie. Yeah, I don't, I just don't understand some of that fourth line. Like what, what is your purpose? What do you bring to the table? Are you a defensive specialist? Are you an insane face-off guy? Do you block a ton yeah. of shots? Do you hit everything that moves? Are you just the hardest workhorse on the ice and can just wear guys down? Do you hit crazy hard? Are you tough as nails? And I'm just trying to find like, what is it that, that made them get this guy? Because I hardly... You know, he's one of the guys whose number I haven't quite memorized yet because I hardly fucking see him do anything positive out there. And I hate being negative, man. I love these shows when they're Me winning and they're rolling. Yeah. There's good things to talk about, but it's just like you got to call a spade a spade. And it's I just don't see like, why are you here? What makes you stay in the NHL? What what makes you important to this team? Fucking show me something. And there's just nothing. It's like you didn't do anything tonight, like at all. I mean, I wasn't the most talented guy in the world, but because of that, you just work hard. And so many guys made a career out of that. You you just try and show them and show that effort and that passion, that energy, and it's contagious. And that's free to do. You don't have to be touched by God with talent to go and do that stuff. So some of these guys, you're losing. You're in and out of the lineup. You're getting health bombed. You'd think they would show up with some of that and say, see, I got this and the rest can fall into place and they just don't even try. They don't even, they don't even attempt to do that and let, there's nothing to fail at. If you don't even try, you just show up and then the game's over. It's, that's just what it looks like. And it's, it's pretty frustrating. Again, I hate ripping guys and I hate being negative, yeah. but to watch the same shit over and over again, where there's, it's like, are you going to do something different or no, no, you're just going to keep doing this. Interesting. It's, it's perplexing to me how you can lack the juice eight games into a season, right? Like, haven't you been fired up all off-season, all training camp, all early October to get ready for the, for the season? The least of my worries would be having the juice in, say, the first 10 games. November, I understand. December, I get it. January. But that's the concerning part for me is that, Rosie, like five, six games into the season, hell, even the first game, they're like, where are we? <laughs> it's con it, And concerning is the big word here. Um, again, you have to put it into context. It is one of 82, but to lose games the way they have. And the lack of response is the other big thing for me. Again, you lose to Vegas, and then that's the way you come out. You surrender the first goal 30 seconds in. Something's not connecting in my world, Rosie. Am I off on that? 
No, I agree. I I, ex- I keep expecting them to do the right things after that Vegas game. Um, I yeah. expect them. It's the Sharks. They're a little pissed off. They they kind of laid an egg in Vegas, and you'd expect them to go, okay, well, what was the problem in Vegas? Our start wasn't there. We weren't ready. We were lackluster with our effort, and we just didn't have any jam. Well, let's come out, and everyone's first shift those legs are absolutely burning because you are just buzzing them. You are getting it deep. You are banging or setting the tone. And these are all just buzzwords that are said all the time that become cliche, but there's a reason that they are. It's what wins hockey games. It's what looks good on the ice that takes everything advantage wise away from your opponent. And that's why people always say it and coaches say it and teams say it. It's their buzzwords for a reason and they just continually don't do that. So yeah, it, concerning is definitely a good word it is concerning but you know the the silver lining is that these kind of things can get turned around very quickly you can start to find your rhythm and all of a sudden fuck that's our identity and then you start Mm -hmm. to build on that and then you kind of fall into a a rut of this is how we do it and and then you're kind of in that lane for a while and everyone starts to get better and everyone starts to click that can happen so i'm waiting for it but like you say it's not happening it's kind of the opposite so yeah it's concerning there's no doubt in my mind this team's going to go on a heater like you did back in the day at the underground. We'll leave it at that. The wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. At this point, Rosie, I think I'm in line for the Cy Young. It's likely going to go to Justin Verlander in the American League, but man, oh man, am I on fire. Not to pit my own horn, because again, there's going to be a moment where I stink up the joint, but we got the over last night. Tonight. Here's my play. This is the ultimate heat check. It's a Friday. I'm feeling good. I got a collared shirt on. Give me the Columbus Blue Jackets money line against the red-hot Boston Bruins. Columbus is coming off a terrible, Mm. terrible loss to the Arizona Coyotes. The Bruins in a back-to-back. Last I heard, Brad Marchand, who just comes back and doesn't miss a a beat in that frame back, he's not going to play. David Krejci got dinged up on Thursday night and Columbus just really, really needs this. So I like the Columbus money line, but again, it's the ultimate heat check for yours truly. So are you saying Marshawn's not playing? Yeah, he's not playing back-to-backs early, they're saying. Okay, that changes things. I was going to look and say, I was going to say, dude, I don't know, man. (laughs) The Columbus Blue Jackets against the red-hot Boston Bruins with Marshawn back. Like maybe if it was 185, um, yeah. I'd be interested, but since, you know, see what Kretschy does, what do you kick on the top of the head and then left the game, right? Like, didn't it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Eh, weird. But no, you know, a time they could steal it, the, those Bruins are red hot, were they seven and one? So about time they could drop one. And if Columbus has a, a response like you would hope, and they got a couple of their big boys that get the job done for them not playing, you know, it could be a, it could be a good night for them. So I don't mind you taking a flyer once in a while. That's, that's uh, just fine with me. I feel like I had to step up my game. I had a couple people message me and say, hey, I'm tailing you. And as a better, when you hear that, the pressure's on, man. (laughs) You're going to start losing. I hit last night, but I'm like, oh, here we go. The pressure is on. So, again, I like the Columbus money line. I'll be honest. I've hated Columbus all season long. I just think they're due, and I think Boston's due for a stinker. So, in my opinion, it's going to happen tonight. Okay, Rosie? Well, when you're hot, you're hot, man. I'll, uh, I'll pay attention to that. And if you hit that one, you'll officially be on fire. I'm just not going to show back up for the show on Monday, pretty much. So if Columbus wins tonight, you'll have a new co-host coming up on Monday. By the way, have you seen this mullet arena? It should be called Skullet Arena. But in case anybody out there missed it or you're in Leafsland here, uh, the Arizona Coyotes are going to play in a 5,000-seat arena. Yes, the college team, Arizona State University, 
that's where they're playing. They're hosting the Winnipeg Jets to open up this thing tonight. Do you think it'll be like a frat house out there? I think it'll be a piece of shit. I think you're going to have all <laughs> these the different... Pictures. Yeah. It's Tim... It's... The word is embarrassing. Like, can you imagine the National <laughs> Football League just had some Bush League organization that should yeah. not have been around for the last 15 years, and you are just beating this dead horse by putting this organization in a goddamn college rink? When did they announce that? Five months ago? Yeah. You didn't have time much, to yeah. put a fucking couple of walls up in this <laughs> joke? You you barely have your own logo on the ice because you're sharing it with a freaking ice hockey intramurals team from Arizona. Yeah. And it's just it's just sad. Like this Gary Bettman continues to hold on to this as if letting it go somewhere else would be admitting defeat. And we know he doesn't like doing that. And then yeah. this stuff is floating around the internet, and this is the National Hockey League, and you're trying to grow this sport in a market like that you want someone to come to a hockey game and this is the shit they see you know 5,000 square or 5,000 people in there and it's a college barn and there's nowhere to get dressed I imagine the fucking fans will be walking by waving at the players while they're putting their <laughs> jock on because there's a curtain that just fell down it's fucking embarrassing man it's so embarrassing I hate that it's my favorite sport it's my thing yeah. my league that I love putting on this shit show man it's I, I i just need them to do something different they've they've screwed up arizona left right and center and the thing that pisses me off the most is it's the the players paying right out of their goddamn paycheck to keep that shit box around <laughs> can you imagine it's the intermission coaches talking or you're just wheeling around with the boys around the locker room and some guys just some spectators passing by he's wheeling by to take a dump somewhere <laughs> he's got to go through the room there's a there's a mess in a fucking ASU jersey eating a hot dog listening to the coaches speech. <laughs> like the curtain the curtains are what got me. Like they've literally had months to prepare for this and it's like last minute where it's like let's just shove everything together. Oh yeah, we got an NHL game happening on Friday night. Oh shit, better better throw up some curtains and some chairs. Like didn't think don't you have rooms in there for like concerts and dressing? Don't you have stuff ready? Didn't you think about this? No couple they nights it, beforehand no. you start unloading the folding chairs from the fucking orchestra <laughs> that was there last week it, it's a it's like joke, a WWE house show it's like a wrestling house show oh god it's worse and then and then i don't know if you saw this report so jacob chikrin i think the writing's on the wall he wants out from there but this dude Why? got banged up and, and i'm not calling him out like he got banged up in training camp hasn't played a game and then i saw a report that yeah he had a setback is it partially a setback and the injury, or is it the fact that he thinks it's a joke that they're playing in a 5,000-seat arena? Like, I don't know how they're going to attract anybody. Imagine Connor Bedard goes there next year. I imagine guys are just crossing their fingers they don't have to. I mean, it is a good place to live. The weather is amazing. I mean, it's one of my yes. favorite places yeah. to go. I, I think I want to retire down in, in Phoenix, so that's a bit of a saving grace. But just as far as, like, you only get so much time to play in the NHL and it's so goddamn special. And I've talked about what it's like to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's all those things that are just beyond everyday life. That is just a privilege and a, a total trip to be a part of. And you're certainly not getting that in Phoenix. Like everything no. about it looks, looks less than American league standards. I mean, I've played for American <laughs> league teams that have buildings and Coastly. fans that, that just dwarf 
that NHL team. And it's just a constant thing year after year. And now it's at the point where it's absolutely laughable. And it's sad for our league and it's sad for, you know, the growth of hockey because anyone who sees that is just going to be, it's, they're just not even going to think of NHL on anywhere of the same level as the MLB, NBA, and NFL. It's just pales in comparison when you put that shit out there as a product and refuse to make changes to it. You know, to put it into context to tie a bow on this show, I used to cover the London Knights uh, in the Ontario Hockey League when I went to school at Fanshawe College. They had 10,000 plus for the majority of their home games. This is the National League, and you have 5,000 people in your building. But I digress. I can't wait till Austin Matthews goes back there and says, you think I want to play here? I know I'm from here. No fucking thank you. Uh, Rosie, yeah. excellent job this week. Really appreciated this. And let's hope we come back with uh, much better efforts on Saturday and Sunday, respectively, for the Leafs. Because uh, I don't know much else to say. Uh, we keep harping on the same drum here. Well, hopefully, man, let's have a weekend. They need it. Big time. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching. Take care. Have a great weekend.